This is the Byron Bledsoe Podcast, Senior Pastor of C3 Church in Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. Amen, amen. Let me invite you to grab a seat. Hey, I say it a lot, but I mean it. Don't you appreciate our worship team? They do an outstanding job. And that includes the people you see and the people you don't see in the back of the room. Nobody ever thinks about tech until something goes wrong, but they do an amazing job every week. Hey, as we're beginning 2023, we're in the second Sunday for us. Last Sunday was our first Sunday of the year. Um, One of the things we want to do this year is add value to your life in every way we can. Often we think, man, I want to have a better life. Well, you get a better life by becoming better at life. And one of the things everybody thinks about in the first of the year is, um, I I want my life to be better this year. And one of those components typically is, man, I I, want to get healthy this year. How how many of you know people that have talked about, man, I'm going to get healthy this year. I, I, I need to do something. And they've spent maybe a decade talking about it. But nothing's ever happened. And we know people like that. Well, we want to help change that. And so this morning, very different format. Uh, if you're a guest, very different service this morning than we typically have, but I believe God's going to use it in a profound way to kind of set a course where this is not just a moment that we share together, but this is a moment that creates a momentum in your life of becoming healthy, healthier physically. Now, listen, I'm a pastor. I'm a Christ follower. I know that the primary pursuit of life is not physical health, but spiritual health. I get that. Scripture even teaches that. But I don't think you can really be spiritually healthy if you're not pursuing physical health. And so, and scripture talks about it. First Corinthians chapter six says this, do you not, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So as we begin this year, are you doing that? Are you honoring God with your body? Are you pursuing some level of health in your life. We have a guest this morning that I'm super excited to introduce you to. Most of you, many of you will know him. Dr. Brent Baldazar, would you join me up here? Help me welcome Dr. Baldazar. Thank you you for being with us today. Um, We're going to have a conversation, and and you probably got from his title, um, it starts with doctor, so super smart, very knowledgeable, and knows a lot about what we're going to be talking about. But before we dive into that, I really would love for you Dr. B, to just kind of share. I've known Dr. Balazar for over 10 years. Great friend. Uh, This guy, he's a chiropractor, business owner, entrepreneur, uh, very innovative in in what he does. But also, I wanted you to meet him and hear from him because he is literally an expert when it comes to health, nutrition, written books on it. But for anybody that may not know you, give us a little bit of background. How'd you get here? How are you doing what you do? Sure. Sure. Is this on? Good. Yes. So I'll just start with uh, Byron is the only pastor that's ever punched me in the face. It's a true story. <laughs> we used to spar together when we were training. He could throw a mean right hook, so I'm impressed. But I forgot about that. Yeah, you're a bad agent. You're a bad awesome. agent. That's awesome. So I, I kind of give out the high level. I was a, a college football player. I was paralyzed on the football field at the age of 21. Um, I remember going into the hospital and uh, not feeling anything from the waist down, fully paralyzed from the waist down. And the surgeon, uh, when he came in, Never looked at me, just looked at the nurse. He said he needs surgery on Thursday or he'll never walk again and left the room, and that was my consultation. 
at 21. And I just felt something inside of me just, I was in shock from the injury, but something inside of me just knew that it wasn't right. It, it didn't resonate. And every, every cell in my body just said, get out of here. This is, this is not for you. This isn't going to work. And so I actually checked myself out against doctor's orders at 21. And then uh, about, it took me about two years to walk again. And in that process is where I learned about food, nutrition, your mental clarity. You talked about who you surround yourself with. I had to cut some friends out of my life. Um, I had to change the way my belief systems were working. And I literally went from one way of living and looking at the world to a different way that was more productive for me. And so here I am almost 28 years later, no surgery. I still have an injury, still pretty beat up. But between nutrition, who I surround myself with, my exercise, my thought process, I'm still able to stay maintained. That's incredible. That's incredible. Incredible story. Um, as we talk about health a little bit, it's, it's very challenging for people that are not experts to know what to believe. There, there, there's so much information out there. I, I remember back in the 90s, all the rage was eat carbs, man, eat, eat bagels and the colorful pasta and all that. And, you know, I was going to the gym, but I was doing what we read and, and heard we were supposed to do. And I, I blew up like the freaking Michelin man. I could barely fit through the door. Like, and I'm just, it's so hard to know. How, how do we know what's the truth? What do we believe? Yeah, so anybody here over the age of 40? So you remember in the, in the 80s, tab? Yeah. Special K. So in the 80s, we were told that exactly right, that your enemy, your enemy was fat. And now that we're, you know, in the 2000s, we know that that, that was never true. Here's, here's the challenges. Is you asked me what to believe. Give, give them something of value that you can believe in. And here's really what I believe in, is you believe in what works for you, and you believe in what you can see in other people has worked for them. So one of the things, whether you're in business or whether you're in health or in your, in your career, you look for people to model after who maybe a couple years ahead of you, what's working for them, and then you try it yourself and does it work for you. But you have to know in your heart, is this working? How many people have ever been told to go on a medication and you knew two days, three days on that medication, it was not for you? You know, your, your body knows. And, and the more you get out of the way of this like conditioning that comes through TV, this conditioning that comes through marketing, this conditioning that comes through TikTok, the more you get away from that and get back into your heart and resonate between your brain and your heart, you know the truth. Now, I will say this. Has, has anybody discovered chat uh, GPT yet? Yes. Okay. So it's actually pretty accurate right now. Now, it may change because anytime you get the government involved in something, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but we have so much financial pressure from the government and lobbyists on what we think is true. Like the reason why fat became the enemy in the 80s is because the government in that time had all this corn and soy, so they subsidized this. Now that's how it became on the bottom of the food chart. Remember, you're supposed to have six to eight servings of bread and grains. Is that true today? No, we already know it causes diabetes, it causes fatty liver, it causes obesity. So now you see keto diets, you see Mediterranean diets, which are more in line with what works for us. So I don't know what to tell you what to believe. <laughs> <laughs> what works and what, what we know, uh, you know, evolution or, or like the, the, just how the body has kind of developed over time, what the body needs hasn't changed over the last 2,000 years. Mm. It, it needs nutrients. It needs things that have been made from God. It needs things that have not been man-made. It needs things that can be processed inside the body. If it sits on the counter and it doesn't break down, it doesn't break down too well in the body either. That's good. That's good. One of the things I've tried to do, especially over the last few months, I've, I've brought this into my physical health. I've always used it in leadership and in, in, in leading organizations and thinking. But I look for people who work what they say works. 
like people that are actually doing it, which is what you're talking about. People that, and I, and I try to glean everything I can. As long as you're a student, everybody's a teacher. You can even learn from stupid people. As long as you're a student, as long as you approach it like that. And so looking at people who, like I, I've never gone in the gym and gone up to the person who's just sitting there on their cell phone and look like they've never been in a gym and say, hey, how do you do a curl? What's the most effective? What? I don't do that. I look for the people like, dang, their arms are bigger than the tires on my car. I want to know, how, what is that? And you, you find that, the people you surround yourself with. Um, what do you think are the biggest myths that we've kind of bought into that people believe about health? So... This is a great question. The biggest myth, which I think by far is destroying our healthcare system right now, is that people are depending on the government for the healthcare. People are depending on their insurance company to dictate what your health is. How many people agree that the government and the insurance are the best people to ask for your health? <laughs> no, there's no hands up. How many people believe that your broccoli farmer should be the richest man in the room and not your pharmaceutical salesman? That's where we need to get back to. That's really where we need to get back to. So the biggest myth is, is that there's something new. There's nothing new. Look, these bodies have been like this for 2,000 years. When I wrote my book, I wrote a book called The Great American Food Fight. And what we did is we pulled 300 of the most successful diets that have ever been done in the world for like over the last 100 years. Even the cabbage diet and the Twinkie diet, which are real diets. <laughs> we, Twinkie we, diet. We took those... And then we reverse engineer the studies that they use. We use OneNote so we can reference these things. We have over like 15,000 peer-reviewed research pieces to show you which ones work. And you know what? Every single diet that works, there's only eight components to it. And one of them, the number one, is to have whole foods. The other one was cut the sugar down. The other one was space the meals apart. The other one was to hydrate, rest. Am I telling you anything you guys don't know? No, you already know the truth. Mm. This, is what, this is why I'm excited about what you're doing here, because what I want to make sure that we do is that we make the truth so it solidifies, and you know that it's actually going to make a change in you. There's nothing new. There's no new diet. There's no new pill. There are some medications. I will tell you they're pretty amazing. But we only use those in last resorts. I would way rather you be able to do this on your own. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what, is, what is one thing, if you would say, hey, if everybody, like, Here's one thing that's a best practice or, or, or one thing that uh, would be some good advice when it comes to our personal health. One thing to kind of hang on to. What is that? Yeah, so when we do coaching, the, the first thing we got to do, one, is we need to leverage you. Whoever wants to make a change right now, we need to leverage you to take action. You got to move. You have to make a decision that whatever you're going to do, even if it's the wrong thing, you got to commit to it. And then the next biggest step with that, you've got to measure the result. If you're not measuring it, you can't change it. So whether you want to get a smaller waist, which, you know, I don't know how you feel about vanity, but, you know, I'm in my 50s now. I definitely want to look a certain way. So, like, if my waist gets to 36, that's my red line. I don't care if I have to starve myself. That's my red line. You've all got a red line in here. So your weight's a red line. In my office, your visceral fat is a red line. And then typically your waist size. So if your waist size is above a 44, you are now clinically in what we call moving towards metabolic syndrome. So if you need some real metrics, definitely get a hold of me. I'll give you what the clinical metrics are, but you should have your own metric on what you just will not go past. Mm, mm. You practice affinities right here in Waterford. Yep. Um, so I, I want my physical health to improve this year. And, and there are people in here, some of you are fitness fanatics. Some of you, um, fitness is like a cuss word. Like, th there's a broad range. But if, if we say, okay, this year... I want my, my physical health to improve. What's the first thing I should do? 
So I talked about this last night, and you and I had briefly spoke about this, is that there's, there's three pieces to that. Number one, you got to be a little upset about where you are right now. Like if it's your physical health you want to improve, your relationship, your job, you need to be a little bit upset about it and, and hopefully even get a little angry about it because that, that's got to move you. You can't just be in the middle. Like when I see patients, I see the top-level athlete, the top 20%, or I see people who are the, the bottom 20% of the life because they're in pain. That 60% in the middle is not angry enough or uncomfortable enough. It's not motivated enough to change. So get a little ticked off. Get a little angry. Get yourself to a point where you're just disappointed with yourself, and you got to make that move. And the next thing is you got to believe that you can change the part of yourself you want to change. Like, and I don't take excuses for this at all. I was literally was paralyzed and was told by the surgeon, if I didn't have surgery, I would never walk again. That was total BS. I am fully walking. I'm fully functional. He means functional. Bible study. Bible study. Bible study, But yes. not a true Bible study because it was wrong. I promise yeah. Angie I wouldn't curse at all. <laughs> I'm doing so good. You're doing great. The, the third one is this. you got to take action. you got to take action. you got to take action. If there's one thing you get from anything that ever comes from me, my books, my seminars, my workshops, my consultation, is you have to take action, and nobody's going to do it for you. Mm. So if you're going to be, be joining us with what we're doing here, I'm going to make sure we're taking action. We're going to find out what you want to change specifically. Not I want to feel a little better, but like, do we want to lose weight? Do we have more energy? Do we want to lose the fat? Do we want to gain more muscle? What is it? Measure it, and then... You're signing up for me to come to your house. <laughs> Check to see what you're having for dinner and lunch. Did you work out today? That's Accountability awesome. is a big one, too. That's awesome. And he referenced what we're doing. Here's, here's something we do. I told you we want to add value to you. And Dr. B has been so kind and so generous. We are launching something called the 2023 Health Journey. And he's going to be coming in starting this Friday night for six weeks, every Friday night. If you were to go to his office and walk through this same process, it would cost you $850. Because of his love for you, his passion for health, uh, his love for C3, it's 79 bucks a person, $99 a couple. Now, here's the thing. If you can't, like, man, I'm, just, I'm in a place where I can't cover the $79, um, first of all, don't text me that from your new iPhone. Um, don't, don't let us know that. Like, come on. It's time for you to make an investment in you. But if you legitimately, you've lost your job, there's a hardship, tell us what you can pay. We'll cover the difference. But I want you to be a part of this. You can go to c3church.cc forward slash now. You heard him say, take action now. How many times have you thought, I need to do this? I, I need to turn some things around. I got to tell you, listen, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I wrestled for years uh, with my health, and, and there are some things that I've discovered more recently that I didn't know before, but just a few months ago, I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I believe in transparency and honesty. Not long ago, I weighed 266 pounds, and if you don't know that, that's a lot. Like, that, that, that's a lot, and we would go visit our grandkids, and part of, you talked about getting upset, part of what began to impact me in high school, I was an athlete. And everybody that was an athlete in high school still thinks they are in their mind. And, and, but I would try to do things with our grandkids or go to the playground stuff, and I was miserable. And so I, I got on the scale this morning, 213 pounds. Now, I'm not where I need to be, but I'm a long ways from where I was. And, and, and part of it is I didn't know how bad I felt. And, and you can start to believe this lie of, well, I guess genetically that's just me. I guess it's just how I am, who I am. This is just the way it is. Some people are blessed genetically. Some people are not. No, you can, 
you, you can jumpstart that whole blessed genetically thing, and you can change some things, and you can change your family tree. And so I'm excited because he's going to be pouring in six weeks. We're committed to helping you take this journey. You need to be a part of it, c3church.cc forward slash now. You've seen 35,000 patients? Like, that's a lot. So you have an opportunity. This, this isn't just Billy Bob we found on the side of the road saying, hey, would you do something for us? This is the best. I want you to experience the best. And for you to have access and for him to make his time available for us to do this, it, it's incredible. Um, what is the most detrimental thing that many people are doing that are actually hurting their physical health? Or maybe, maybe I'll ask it like this. When it comes to our physical health, what's one thing we should start and one thing we should stop? Yeah, I mean, for, for everybody, it's a little bit different. Um, but th the most specific thing I can say right now for a, a general audience like this is that, again, is the most dangerous thing you can do for yourself is complacency. And what I usually find with people is that they, they find a way to legitimize something outside their control is the reason why they can't do something. Oh, I can't do that because I have diabetes. Oh, I can't do that because I'm genetically have big boned, which by the way, there's no such thing as big boned. <laughs> when you look at skeletons or you dissect bodies, they're all the same. Once you get through the fat, once you get through the muscle, everybody's the same on the inside. Mm -hmm. So the average weight, uh, waist size for men is 34 to 35. So if you're above a 34 to 35, if you're not big boned, it just means we have visceral fat, which is what we got to address. So the biggest thing is complacency and then justifying the reason why you are. So I see a lot of people who were trying to avoid um, knee surgery or, or joint replacement. And one of the things I hear them say is, well, I went to my doctor and he said it's normal for where I am in my age. Well, how old are you? I'm 45. I'm 51. I was paralyzed. I've got devastating arthritis all through my body and I'm still moving. So the challenge that I have with people is that they believed a story of helplessness. And then it gets worse because it goes from helplessness to suffering, and then it goes to hopelessness. And the difference between hopeless and suffering is that suffering is temporary. When you get to hopeless, then you feel like there's no out. And that's where we really see people go on, like, like medications, uh, just, just to mentally sustain them. And then you get stuck. And then we gotta, then we got to rewind just to get back to healthy habits again. Mm. So to answer your question... Don't get complacent. Don't get complacent. That's huge. That's huge. Um, so when it comes to fitness, mm -hmm. is it weights? Is it cardio? Can you do too much cardio? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so there's a lot of research out there. that Long-distance runners don't get angry at me for this. this. There's actually research that shows long-distance running can cause weaker hearts because what it does is it makes the, the heart line thinner. It makes it more efficient. Sprinting actually builds the muscle up, I hypertrophy the heart. So sprinting and like, like running after like a, a deer or something, like in short spurts is really more what we're designed to do. Now there are genetically people who can do long distance running. You and I are not genetically designed to do long distance running. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, I'm good. And the, the big thing, here's the hierarchy. It's 75% your diet. And then the other 25% is how much, how you're moving your body. So I really don't get into like the specifics of your workout, just the fact, are you working out? And we do want some resistance training because if you want to know the secret to longevity, it's your ratio of muscle to fat. Mm. And that's what dictates your metabolism. Mm. He has in his office, um, something called an in-body scan, which sounds very violating in-body scan, but it's, it's not as bad as it sounds. Nobody's naked, but you, you step on this machine and it measures. It measures your muscle weight. 
your water, your hydration. It measures your fat and your visceral fat. Visceral fat is that fat that I think layman's terms, it's, it's more dangerous in some ways. It's what's all around your organs. And it measures all of this so that as you're focusing on getting healthier, you're able to go in and have that scan ever so often and see, oh, I'm increasing muscle weight. I'm losing fat weight. It distinguishes all of that, yeah. which is incredible. I know for me, I used to believe, man, it's cardio, cardio, cardio. What I've done the last few months is weights, 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 and I never do, my longest cardio day is 20 minutes, and, and most, uh, three times a week, I do 15 minutes, hit, and it will hit you, and you can Google that later, H-I-I-T, and see what that is, but, but that's what I have found works for me really well, but part of the health journey is just kind of discovering for you, man, I, I hate running, I would rather take a beating seven days a week than run. And, and, but you've got to figure out, man, what is it that lights you up? What works? Um, this is a little bit, I'm thinking of how I want to word this. Um, is what I should start doing with my health or stop doing with my health is, is my next step. Does that depend on my age? Things are very different in your 20s and 50s. Does that depend on my age or is it just kind of general for everybody? No, it, it definitely depends on your age. There's a lot of research that shows if you're under the age of 25, lucky. Lucky. You have an enzyme in your body. And you, have, you have enzyme stores that are much higher. So you can eat anything. Anybody here, once you get past like the age 25, 30, all of a sudden you went to McDonald's and you're like, whoa, what was that? Around 25, this enzyme starts to go away. So when you break down foods that aren't natural, it takes more resources from the body. And these enzymes are there to make your skin healthier, your, to repair damage in the body, repair joints. So one of the reasons why having a bad diet is so detrimental to the body is because it nourishes those new cells that come in. So not only does that, if you have bad food and you need to use these resources to break down artificial foods, you're taking that resource that would heal the body and now it's using it to break down the food. And that's one of the biggest challenges as you get to 25 and 30. So has anybody here gotten over, let's say 35, and all of a sudden it was got hard to lose weight? Or you got depression, or you felt like anything you did really wasn't working? So you see these people on the treadmill like five, seven days a week, and the challenge is that their, their diet is poor, and then that eventually is going to affect the hormones, and it's going to affect the, the resource bank for them to heal themselves. So yeah, there's a difference between young and old. But know this, too. One of the things we found out when we did the research is that today, six-year-olds, 80% of six-year-olds have never tasted a true sour. So the only, the only kind of taste that they've tasted with sour was like a, a Sour Patch candy, which is an artificial chemical that makes you taste sour, but they had not tasted a lemon. They had not tasted a real lime. 80%. 80% of six-year-olds in the U.S. They couldn't recognize a, a mango, a pineapple, and a tomato off of a chart. Yeah. Yeah. So this, and now I know this is probably not the audience for this. I mean, we, everybody's got nice teeth. This is, actually, it's a very good-looking group you've got here, Byron. <laughs> C3's got it going on. Yeah, they're awesome. We keep the lights dim. Everybody looks better. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if, if you're under the age of 25, this is why you have a lot more room for, for error, is because it's at the enzyme bank in the body. As you, as you move through that, it becomes critical. Like when we deal with people, we're trying to get them off medications. Like here's the other thing that I really want you to get. Like what I love about what we're about to do here with this thing is that the average person that comes to my office that's over the age of 40 is on five medications. They're on diabetes medication. They're on high blood pressure medication, they're on headache medication, they're on some kind of anti-inflammatory, and the majority of them are on some level of a Xanax, which, I, and I'm, I don't judge any of that. I actually think there's a good place for those things. 
But once you start taking control of your health, once you really start seeing the metric that we have to do on a short term, like I want to see if, if you're going to stick with me, you're going to, we need to make results in like two or three days. And then in a week, it needs to be exponential results. Once you start to see those results, then we show you how to have that conversation with your doctor, like clinically, how can we come off these medications? And some of these medications are four and 500 hours a month. So wow. it's not just about looking good. It's about coming off these medications. It's about getting the budget under control so you're not spending a fortune on healthcare. Yeah. I think part of what we need to do when it comes to our physical health is really start to play the long game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not worried about looking good. Angie already tells me I look great. She's the only opinion I care about. <laughs> but, but playing the long game when it comes to our health and really, listen, some of you, it's, just, it's time for you to make an investment in you. It's time for you to drop the excuses. I did not know how good I could feel. I did not know how much mental clarity I was missing. I mean, maybe you did. You listen to me every week, and you're like, yeah, he's off. But I, I, I had no idea. But I also, w when it comes to the, nu the nutrition, that is huge. I was reading last night. We talked about it this morning. The numbers of foods that are allowed in the United States that are banned in other countries. Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles, you can't get them in Europe. Like, because of the stuff that's in them. It's shocking. Yeah. I'm going to say it wrong again. Rachel, how do you say the cherries? Maraschino. Maraschino. Is that right? The cherry, like banned in other, it, it's shocking the numbers of foods that we allow here. Yeah, let me just add to that. So it's such a good point because you, this just came out like two days ago and I just posted this. The, the new government recommended food kind of rates it in a hierarchy. And on the new government, like food list of what you're supposed to eat, Lucky Charms rated higher than steak, <laughs> which is That's absurd. BS. That's what that is. That's, that's absurd. BS. That's to, that's that's Bible study. No, I, that's no, Bible. Whatever, whatever that code word is, I'm supposed to use for that. <laughs> but what it what it, it it causes confusion because what happens now is that people say, well, I'm I'm reading off you know what, what the government study says, or I'm reading off what my dietitian says. And the hardest part to understand with that is that the influence that is teaching those organizations or has an interest in that is has a product at the end of it. Like I said, the broccoli farmer is not getting rich where Kraft macaroni and cheese is. And we're in the US, this is a capitalistic culture. Like if we were an agriculture society, then, then being the farmer would be more priority, but we're capitalistic, which means money rules the day. So you just have to be able to have some clarity about who's giving you the recommendation for what food. Mm. And the reason why they, they don't do that in Europe is because food is the culture in Europe. Have you ever been to Europe? Food is culture, food is religion in Europe. And here, you know, they're, they're blown away that you would drive through somewhere and eat food in your car. It's, it's a, just a crazy thought to them. That's awesome. Um, last question, and here's what we're doing today. Uh, in the second service, there'll be a couple questions that are the same, but there's going to be different questions uh, because it's too much content to cover in the amount of time we have. So tomorrow at noon, you can go to our YouTube channel, if y'all throw that up on the screen, and you'll be able to, part one will be the first service, part two will be the second service. So if you want to catch all the info and the other questions we're going to ask in the next hour, Tomorrow, at, starting at noon, you can go to at C3 Church Orlando on YouTube and dive in a little bit more. Uh, last question. Um, in today's world, today's economy, you said nutrition 75%. Mm -hmm. How do you do that when, like, avocados and broccoli are $130? Like, how, how do we, with, with this kind of new world and the ridiculousness that we live in in some ways, different message, different day, how, how do we navigate making it work when it comes to nutrition and finances? This is a great question. So the first tip I give to anybody when you when you start 
doing this meal planning is really kind of what we're talking about here, is when you want to shop the perimeter of the grocery food store. Stay out of the middle. The middle is all soy, corn, processed food, box canned stuff, and it's only going to last about an hour before you're hungry again, and there's very little nutrition in it. So shop the perimeter, get your meats, get your, get your broccolis. Now, I'm not a coupon person, but Angela just started getting into coupons, and we literally went, like, she did coupon planning, and we literally saved $180 on one grocery food shopping list, or one, one shopping trip. So Whole Foods has some things. Uh, there's one down on Mills has like some really good um, like uh, chicken, and then another one had like uh, broccoli. So we did a little bit more driving, but we, fed, we feed a family of four for about maybe $350 a week now, where at Whole Foods, we were spending like 1000 bucks on... That's a big difference. It's a big difference, yeah. But we're also eating a little bit different now because, I, like, you know, we're talking about the new year. So I am eating more of, like, the lean proteins and the veggies. So all that stuff in the middle of the aisle is out. But you can plan for it. It is expensive, though. I mean, let's not lie. I mean, have you guys noticed how expensive eggs are? I just spent $11 for organic eggs. And, now, and I'm thinking it may not be worth $11. Maybe I'll have some pesticides I think I'm going to buy a couple bucks. chickens. That's what I think. I'm going to get a couple chickens. We'll sell eggs in the lobby or something. We'll do something. <laughs> um, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Anything? As, yeah. We're, so we're to wrap up. realistically, like add? I'm going to pour myself into this. If you're if you're on the fence here, and, and look, if money is an issue, I will I will chip in and make sure you get this. But I'm going to pour six weeks in. Thirty-five thousand patients. I've written four books. I've been in practice for over twenty-two years, and I can tell you, we're losing the battle. When I wrote my book in 2016, we had uh, a growth rate of about 15, 12 to 15 percent diabetes. It is up to now 27%. It's growing. Diabetes is becoming a major issue. And diet cures diabetes, too. So I'm going to give you all the tools. I'm going to pour myself in. If you guys want to make a change, please come out. If not, reach out to me. I'm going to do anything I can to kind of change your life. Okay? That's awesome. Help me thank, thank Dr. B. That is awesome. Thank you so much for watching with us this morning. If you would like to be a part of this life-changing movement and give, you can go to giveC3.cc or text C3Orlando to 77977. And we want to thank you for your faithful generosity. And if you're in Central Florida, please join us Sunday mornings, 9.30 or 11 a.m. in person. Have a great week.